Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Muck and Meyer podcast. Another week, another episode, another victory game week episode of the Muck and Meyer. Joined by Brandon Fury. Brando, what's up, man? Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm feeling good. Great, great win uh, Friday night. Couldn't be more proud of the team. No doubt. Uh, I mean, this is something that we talked about, you know, over the last couple of weeks, like when, you know, you and I would talk sometimes for the listeners and the viewers, it's so hard to, to hear like, a, and this is not made as any offense to you, but I think the last two weeks have shown why my point is valid. Like somebody's 0-4 and they're like, we're really not that far off. I swear. I swear. We're not that far. And everybody's watching it going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, great, great. You're putting lipstick on a pig. I know. But listen, now the last two weeks, the team has looked wholly, completely different. I mean, certainly you proved yourself right with those comments and the way you guys have performed the last two weeks. What's been the difference? I mean, uh, you could answer that in two ways. You could say Michael Schmelzer is unbelievable at quarterback. Um, and you could say that Alex Benitez is an unbelievable football player and having him, uh, on defense now, a little bit fresher and thinking less on offense, all that combined with Michael playing as well as he has, which, I mean, I, I watched the, the, the Meyer and you were saying no one would have expected this. I didn't even expect this. I knew he was going to be great. I didn't think he'd be this great. Um, so just those two playing as well as they have and then just everybody else continuing to just do their job and get better every week um, has just really helped us. Now, this isn't something that we've spoken about at length off the air because it's really not how we do it. I, I find it, um, I guess, for everybody breaking down the fourth wall, I think it's a little more authentic when we just talk about these things for the first time on the air that, you know, you see him every day in practice. Yeah. Is the level of play that he has in the game, is, it, is he just taking it to a place that you guys don't even see in practice? Honestly, yes. Like it's like practice is we can only get so much because we're going against a scout team um, that is running a different team's playbook, whether it's offense or defense. Um, some guys aren't really ready for varsity yet. Other guys are and, and they're getting better. But there's there's that aspect of it. And then it's just in the game, it, like some unbelievable stuff like the, the in I think it was the second quarter when he th was rolling out left and threw that like jump pass around the the, the defender like that, I mean that was unbelievable uh, I have not seen that before by him so just to to see stuff like that it's it's unbelievable and no I, we haven't seen that before I, I mean now you certainly can answer this probably better than I can. I, I think that from my position as, you know, a counselor or an adult, uh, you know, somebody that's seen sports for a pretty decent amount of time in my life, there's guys that do what you're describing here. And then there's other guys where the moment is just maybe a little too big for them. They look great in practice when no one's watching. And then all of a sudden the bright lights come on and it's like, holy cow, the weight of whatever is happening just for some reason gets to guys. So I, I, I firmly believe that, you know, it's like the internal makeup is something you either have or you do not have it. And at least through two games, I'm not trying to anoint him Tom Brady or anything like that. He's 16 years old, but Schmelzer appears to be a guy who just has it upstairs. And the, the moment is not too big for him. And if anything, he is 
exceeding those expectations. Have you found that kind of general premise to be true? And are you kind of like on the same page with me about, about Mike? Oh, a hundred percent. Like I said, like, like I, I, I knew he was going to be good, but this good and this good on pressure when we need to win out to, to, to have a shot at the playoffs. Um, and he made of him as a sophomore quarterback when it wasn't an easy decision for the coaches to, you know, take Alex out and kind of reignite the offense. Um, it's a, it's, it's a lot of pressure and totally. And I'm just going to be more proud of the, just the way that he's so composed, um, just poise is something that we coach Cardi talks about so much and, and he really has it and it gives poise to the rest of us. Little switcheroo of locations there uh, for you, Fury. I, I like it a little bit better internet access to that end of your house. Um, how about something that, you know, we didn't really talk about on the Meyer, but I promise you that, that we're going to, because, you know, as I, was doing my thinking over the last couple of days of what we've seen the last couple of weeks. Um, it's jumped out to me, like, at least in my memory banks, your, you specifically, your ability on defense. Like I'm not, I don't know what your tackle numbers are or anything like that. It appears to me anecdotally that like you are making, you're creating complete havoc in the middle and yeah. altering the trajectory of plays and, and it's one of those things that may never show up in the stat sheet, but it, it just looks like you're having a humongous impact defensively. And that is not a space that you really, or any of us really thought that you were going to be, you know, in this year. How is that? Am I right or am I wrong? I mean, like you, you have the numbers and you have the understanding. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just, you know, trying to create havoc in the backfield. I mean, uh, penetration kills zone. We've played a lot of zone teams. So, um, just trying to get in that plus a gap. And I mean, it's just really with the help of the coaches that I've been able to do it. Um, I've never been good at defense my whole life. Um, I've always, I've always started the, like whether it was freshman football or pop Warner, just never really clicked on defense for me. Um, and then just something about this year, uh, with the coaching staff helped me. I tweaked something, um, with my stance and like my hand placement over the last couple of weeks. So I think that's helped me too. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just getting off blocks and, and, you know, like you said, it doesn't show up in the stat sheet, but I don't really care. I'm used to it. Um, me taking on two guys and, and seeing Gavin or Andre or Jalen come around and make a play or Liam or anyone. Um, you know, I, I know that without, you know, the D line taking on double teams, that probably doesn't happen. Um, there, there was a play we saw on film where me and Jalen both were, were had two two guys blocking us, and then other guys came in free. I mean, it's just it's how the defense works, and you know we're all okay with it. Um, everyone on the D line has to take on the double team, so I mean I couldn't do it without them either. All right, so we're transition here on the fly live. We're gonna we're gonna bring in the man, and I'll let him in right now, and then I'll introduce him. As he joins us here and uh, gets himself off of mute uh, for a second, well, I, I will now give you your proper introduction. Uh, 
he is uh, the man who seems to be maybe Swiss Army knife is not even the correct uh, terminology for him now over the last couple of weeks. He is Montgomery's all-time leading rusher. He's rushed for over 2,000 yards in his career. Uh, he is Montgomery High School's all-time leading point scorer. It's uh, certainly gonna, making it uh, difficult for whoever comes next to, to catch him uh, over the last couple of weeks and hopefully the next couple of weeks. And that is Hugo Alex Benitez. We never go with the Hugo. We always go with the Alex. Alex, what's up, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Congratulations on the last couple of weeks. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, before we talk specifically about the last couple of weeks, just take us through, you know, the the emotions and what it feels like. I mean, so many you know, accomplishments for you just kind of numbers wise over the last couple of weeks as you have you had any time to reflect on on that and, and really kind of what it means and where it puts you in the in all time kind of annals of Montgomery athletics. Um. I don't, I don't really think I've really thought about it that much. I mean, I'm, I, I've taken it in, but I haven't like really, really like said like, oh my God, like, this is crazy. Like, I'm like the, like I'm the Russian leader. I have, I have all the, the point leader. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just a lot. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to stay focused week by week. I'm not, I'm not trying to let that get to me and just trying to keep moving on every week. One thing that I'm certain you're you're aware of is your usage. Uh, I mean, if you, I, I dare almost anybody in the state of New Jersey uh, to find a higher usage rate for a player uh, than what you uh, kind of contribute, certainly offensively, and then now the last two weeks defensively, just physically, man. How are you holding up? You all right? Uh, yeah, I'm 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 doing okay. I'll be good for next week. That's all that matters. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mean, I can't even imagine. We joke about it all the time, but we really shouldn't. I mean, the just the physical toll that the game of football takes on anybody, and for you know, for you guys, you too, especially, you know, you just do so many physical things out there. Um, I can't even imagine the toll that it takes in the preparation to get your body back. Yeah, um, I mean, we've we've talked about it off air. Just the difference of going, like, just playing offense versus now going both ways as seniors, like. Just it, it doesn't. I we we've said like I can't ever believe that I was sore, or tired during or after a game of just playing offense um, versus now seeing what it's like going both ways. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the, I'm a little scared to ask this of you, Fury, but I'll I'll throw it out to both of you guys. What do you eat? Like how <laughs> how much are you eating to to just sustain the caloric intake necessary to do that? And do you have any sense of how many calories and stuff you burn during a game? I have no idea how many calories I burned during a game. Um, and I mean, for, for, for me, I mean, it's just getting fuel whenever we can. I mean, with school, you see how it is with, with the lunch line, there's not a lot of options and not a lot of like, you know, you get one lunch and that's it. Um, so it's just getting nutrition whenever you can, um, especially with, with long practices and, you know, hours of homework and, and all that stuff. What about you, Alex? What do you eat? Um, it's kind of <clears throat> it's kind of the same thing as Brandon said. I mean, when I when I can eat breakfast, I eat breakfast. When I at school, when I can eat lunch, I eat lunch. And you know, maybe I throw a couple of snacks in here and there. And then after practice, I have some dinner, and it's pretty much it. You know, it's nothing really like that that crazy. Well, God bless the both of you on that on that front. 
Um, so Alex, I had said this to Brandon before you, you jumped on, um, you know, we're talking about the differences in, in the last two weeks versus the first four, um, your ability to play defense, you know, we can touch on that in a minute, but I mean, just offensively, you not, you know, being forced into playing the quarterback position, what has that been able to do for you and for the offense as a whole? Um, for the offense as a whole, it's definitely opened so much up. Um, I mean, clearly we've, I mean, we threw that huge touchdown to Mark and, you know, against Franklin. I mean, how, how many names were you guys calling on the, on the stream, right? I, I, I think you guys remember saying like, you guys called like six names in like the first half or something like that. So just the, like it, just everyone is getting involved and it's it's what we need, you know? And for me, um, it for me, it feels good to be back at running back and, you know, playing what I play. And it's also gonna help me for college to give me like the real looks that I need again. Defensively, uh, you know, Coach Bartholomew said it on the broadcast the other night for as valuable a player as, as you are on offense and everybody knows how valuable a player you are on offense. It, it almost appears as though your ability defensively out outshines that somehow magically. And we're not saying that only because of the, the two pick sixes this week, you know, just how many times have, have we seen you like be the, final line of defense. I mean, you know, you make that tackle on special teams the other night, you know, you, you, seems like tackles in the backfield all the time for you defensively. It looks like you are a maniac out there. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just love to hit and love being physical. So when it, when it comes to defense, I just bring bring all that to the table. Coach Millich said to me uh, off the air a couple of weeks back, um, you know, as we were talking about you and your, like your career and moving forward and all this other stuff. And I said, Jesus, can you make the kid a safety, please? I said, he flies in like a put, make him a, an in the box safety. And he's like, oh, I don't know with the ball, you know, going over his head, maybe he's not so great. Well, uh, you picked off two passes this week. So maybe you're, you, you know, you push him back against that a little bit. How, how are you able to kind of transition, you know, after not really having done that for two years to, to put yourself in a position to, make plays like that you know especially as as it showed up this past week um so last year I played inside linebacker which I I struggled at and um but coming into this year like during the off season we do like uh we do like seven on sevens with a couple of the team uh, a couple of our teammates and like I got to grasp the concept of playing outside linebacker so then um it kind of came more natural to me. And then Coach Santa uh, last week when I finally started getting reps on defense, he said he wished he knew that uh, I was like this natural at, at, at outside linebacker last year. So I like, instead of putting me at inside linebacker, he could have me at, at, at the outside spot. Fury, what about for you up front? You know, I mean, I think defensively, uh... The casual observer would think defensive linemen, it's like, all right, you guys are the big uglies. Just go, like, move forward, try to get in the backfield. Certainly, it's more complicated than that. How much does, you know, adding another dynamic piece at the level behind you help in terms of what your assignments are up front? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we've seen the difference over the last two, uh, two weeks. And, I mean, we saw last year against Scotch Plains, they were able to get the edge on us a lot. 
Um, and just, you know, as a D lineman, a lot of times when you're playing scotch playing, they're, they're trying to get to the outside and we're kind of running inside out and just having Alex there to set the edge and then either make the play or force it back into to, to, uh, someone else running the ball. Um, it's huge. And, you know, when teams get out outside and can constantly move the ball outside um, and just march down the field, it's, it's demoralizing. Um, and just having Alex there kind of make those plays and it's just elevating everybody else. One of the everybody else's, and, and I don't really care which of you guess this, if, if not both of you, somebody who has completely started to shine, in my opinion, uh, you know, since the reorganization, if you will, is Gavin Gadetti. I, I mean, to me, he made a couple of humongous plays this past weekend, and you just see him really flying around the ball. How have you guys seen him emerge? Um, I've, I've actually, um, the all off season, I, I knew he was going to be a good player. Um, I didn't think it would be like this. And I, I, I think he, uh, he was kind of, he kind of fell under the radar the first, uh, couple weeks, like before Alex was playing defense, like, but he's been around the ball every single game. Um, and he's just getting better and better every week. We, we watch film and, and coach Santa's, uh, not the most, doesn't give out the most compliments during film, but we're starting <laughs> to see uh, we're starting to see Gavin get some get some more of those. Um, just being in the right spot and, and being the mic in our defenses, it it's difficult. Um, you have to know all the reads and 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 a ton of stuff that uh, as a nose guard I don't have to know. Um, but just seeing just seeing him thrive and, and get around the ball at every play, um, it's it's unreal. As you guys kind of keep progressing through this season, I know, you know, having played sports, that there's just things that stick out in your mind that when you guys talk, I'm sure when you're hanging out that you're like, how awesome was that? Like, what have been the most fun parts of this for you guys? Like, well, we just, especially after Friday night, it's just, it's been like, oh, we've, we've rewatched the game like three times. Like, it's just the whole, like the at <clears throat> the atmosphere of the game and just we 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 just really wanted it that night and we and we really wanted to go out there and show Scotch Plains that like we're like and, and and the whole state that we're not a joke anymore like and that we have the talent and we have the potential and that that we can do it all. Yeah, that was definitely um, my favorite one of high school so far. Um, just. That was kind of the game where it just all got put together. Franklin, um, we were good. Um, we we left some. We still we still had some key mistakes against Franklin. And there's also lower competition. You know, to get a there's nothing like getting a, a big win against a good team, um, especially with the history and what happened last year. Um, and just just we we knew if, if we lost that game, uh, as Coach Millich put it, we would be playing for pride at that point. Um, but we got ourselves uh, back into it. We sit at 17 and the power rankings need to be top 16 to make the playoffs. So we're setting ourselves up and kind of just controlling our own destiny. If we, if we win, we're going to get in. The You had alluded right there, and I'll kind of fill in some gaps for the people listening when you said, well, with, with what happened last year uh, against Scotch Plains, uh, Scotch Plains came into uh, our place and um, – we did not win. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Uh, last year with COVID protocols uh, too, you know, 
the post-game handshake was not a thing. Um, so, you know, teams kind of lined up uh, on the hashes and, you know, gave each other like a cordial wave. And let's just say that there was some not nice things that were lobbed back and forth. So just for you guys, how much did that factor into the motivation going into last weekend? That was everything. Um, we, we remembered it, um, that part. And then I was, I was telling the O-line all week, um, the O-line and D-line, we were physically dominated last year. Um, they beat us up up front, and, and that was ultimately what decided the game. Um, so I knew that, that going into it this week, um, we needed to, to raise our level. Um, and, we, and we weren't going to forget that. I certainly wasn't. Um, and then all that at the end, calling us soft, um, and then seeing them drop like flies at the end kind of felt good. What about for you, Alex? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, you know, they were they were hooting and hollering after the game and after last year's game and calling us soft and all this stuff. So that was that was the biggest thing for us. Like, like we had a chip on our shoulder, like coming into this game against them because um, they were just the way they they thought that they were so much better than us because they beat us by what two points and they had one good year and they thought they were going to come in again and do it again and we were just we, we were just ready to play and and yeah like Brandon said they, they in the third and fourth they just started dropping like flies and it was funny because supposedly like we were the soft ones right but clearly it didn't show that didn't work out that way. They, Alex, for you offensively too, there's one of the things that I've found to be, um, and this might sound a little backwards at first to be really impressive is that everything for you hasn't been these massive explosive plays. Explosive plays are fun and great. I personally believe, especially in a game like football, when you have to, as a defender, like lean on Alex Benitez all day long for 18, 20 carries, like he's going to pop out, you're going to pop out, you know, off the edge, you know, on one in the third or fourth quarter or two or three. And we've seen that the last couple of weeks last week, um, you know, one got called back because of a penalty. Um, and this week, you know, you were able to find some, some of that room for you. How kind of gratifying is that when you are able to kind of bust out into the open uh, after kind of, you know, just a, a grinded out effort, which is like very much appears to be your playing style, which I love. <laughs> Uh, it definitely feels good, but the biggest thing in my mind is, uh, you know, once I break the secondary kind of, and, you know, I kind of have like a safety to beat, I'm, I'm just thinking like, don't get hawked, don't get hawked. Like, <laughs> I, I have a, I have a history of breaking away for a big run and then getting hawked by safety or another player. So, well, so, I mean, it, it feels great. It does it definitely feels great, but I'm just thinking, just keep keep those legs moving as fast as you can and just keep going. Don't look back. And but yeah, it feels good. Give Jenkins a little grief this week after after that. Getting hawked and fumbling after that interception. Yeah. Uh hey, but it, it's all right. You know, we came back and <laughs> he's happy to say, well, you he got the pick six a couple plays later. Right. So. Yeah. You stole the glory. So that's there you go. Um the the concept of momentum i won't get into my diatribes like i do in basketball season fury knows these well uh, <clears throat> about how i hate the concept of momentum because i think it's ludicrous um for at least strong-minded people um 
but I'll indulge you all right now. Two wins in a row, you know, homecoming next week. Um, at least the the appearance, the concept of momentum going into into this week, uh, staying at home, you know, a big time game, likely to have a really nice crowd again. Obviously, what homecoming means to everybody. Where where are your minds as it relates to all that stuff? Just focused on getting another win. Um, you know, if we go out and lay an egg, I mean, that's it. So we got to stay focused. Doesn't matter what their record is. I mean, on our, look at our record. We don't look that good either. So we still need to, to get better. And um, looking at the score, you probably won't think it, but we left a lot on the field in the first half. Um, just, I mean, it was a 7-6 game at halftime. Um, and we only ran 40 plays on offense, 70 on defense. So there's a, there's a lot of room left. Uh, of improvement um my snaps were uh not good so I know I need to work on that um going into this week and we just just got to keep getting better every day about for you Alex like as, as you kind of you know peek forward through the uh through the windshield at, at what you have coming up this week what are you thinking goals you know other than obviously win the game you know where where's your head at um Definitely with Brandon, uh, we want to stay focused. You know, it. You know, it. It's definitely going to be a a great atmosphere again, as as it was Friday night. But um, you know, we're we're in a fighting spot right now, so we we don't have the time to get distracted by things. Um, so we just got to keep every day at practice, just keep like giving it a hundred percent and staying focused, and um, you know. Week by week, we're we're zero and zero. So now, now, now we're looking to go one and zero this week, and then, you know, just keep moving and keep fighting for that playoff spot. All right. So now I want to end this with something a little bit more fun, uh, rather than just talk, yeah. talking football. Um, I'm going to throw out some questions, and and both of you guys just give me the first things that uh, that come to your mind. Um, favorite teacher in high school? Oh man! Uh... Oh God! Uh, I gotta say figs. Uh, that's my guy since eighth grade. So I gotta go with him, but health and PE, Vinny Figueroa, for those that don't know. Okay. Vinny Tez, what about you? Uh, oof. um, I'd probably say my English teacher, Miss Caltieri. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'm going to give you this one and then I'm going to ask a couple other questions. Cause I want you to be able to like, think about this one for a second and I don't want dead air. I'm going to ask you at the end of this, what's the one thing or, or give me a thing that you learned in high school that you were like, whoa, I didn't know that. That was cool. All right. So think on that for a minute. Uh, favorite NFL or college football team, both of you? Ravens. They're going to beat the Chargers today. Lamar's going to show he's the best quarterback in the league. Uh, I'm a Giants fan. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm a Falcons fan. So it's, I'm with you, but yes. I know it is what it is. Um Favorite football moment of your lives Oof. that you participated in? Oh, oh. Uh, it's just supposed to be rapid fire, boys. Scott's I mean, planes, you know. Scott's yeah. planes win. Yeah. Oh, is there? Come on, is there recency bias there? No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I have never seen the locker room like that. Yeah. I've never seen the coaches like that after a game. The um, atmosphere was crazy. That that's the biggest thing. Like 
the whole the whole at like everyone in the stands it was just electric it was crazy and then like brandon said the locker room after it was just it was just insane okay um favorite sport other than football baseball basketball Uh, what teams miami heat you are such a weirdo how did you come (laughs) up with all this stuff (laughs) how did you become a fan of the ravens and the heat um the heat uh just a big Dwayne wade fan um the ravens uh kind of liked ray rice going in the from from college to the nfl um so that one didn't work out so hot it didn't but no yeah that's right all right so i'll get as we flip back to the to the one thing you guys have learned in high school that you're like well that was cool i will give you mine which will give you another minute to think about this um one of my favorite podcasts, I listen to a ton of podcasts. One of my favorite podcasts of all time is this. It's a scripted podcast, but it's all based in uh, in realistic history. It's called 1865. And it's set from the moment that President Lincoln gets shot and moves forward. So that like the concept of that was a little out there. And I was like, oh, this is, and it was awesome. Like, you know, it was like a, a telenovela on podcast form. Who even thought that that would be a good thing? But it was awesome. And uh, the one thing that I learned out of that was uh, there was a U.S. Senator, uh, uh, Lucy Hale, who attended the Lincoln inaugural ball. She was engaged to Robert Lincoln, who was uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln's son. She brought John Wilkes Booth to the presidential inaugural ball as her guest, and she was having an affair with John Wilkes Booth while engaged to Robert Lincoln. How about that? That's my favorite drop of knowledge that I learned in the last couple of years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I was expecting it to be more about high school, but that's a well, I mean, I well, I don't know. The reason why I thought of that was because. <laughs> Pogue and I, I, I got Pogue listening to that podcast too. And he was like, there's no way that all this stuff is true. And it totally is. But I said, <laughs> if they just taught us this stuff in high school, we totally all would have remembered it, right? I mean, <laughs> but nobody brought that up in history class. Man, so anyway, um, all right, what, what do you got? I don't know. It's a tough one. Um, I can go first if, uh, if you're not ready. Yeah, go ahead. <sighs> Day-to-day little things do not matter and just growing as a person and working on yourself and and setting yourself up uh with with habits not knowledge but like but habits and and doing getting in routines and and being able to do stuff like that versus memorizing everything for a quiz or a test um those things is what matters general mcraven or admiral mcraven make your bed start it start the day out right big picture habits i like it Um, what do you got alex so now that Brandon said little things, uh, so our, our, our motto, our sophomore was the, the little things. Um, so it's just like kind of like something that stuck with me. Like, you know, sometimes I, I throw like a rapper into it. Like I, I want to throw a rapper in the garbage and I miss and I, I want to walk away, but then I'm like, no, I should just go put it back in the garbage. It's like those little things, like they, they become a habit in your life and they, as Coach Shannon would say, if you do the little things, the big things will like like it'll all come together. So that's actually one thing that I learned. 
Well, there you you're aware of that Dak Prescott story. The same thing with that. With the did you never see this? I think he sent us the video, but I don't remember what it was. Okay, so when uh, it was the Dak, practice, yeah, I know what you're talking. He about. threw a cup in the garbage. At, I think it was actually during a night game. It was either Sunday night or oh, Monday night it? game, and and you know, obviously he didn't know the camera was on him, but it was like one of those Gatorade cups and he threw it at the garbage and missed it and then went over and picked it up. And it was like, you know, that's yeah. a lot of that has been made of that. And I know that paint is going to pain you Benitez is a giant fan, but uh, you know, it seems like Dak's got his in order or stuff in order. Oh, I'm going to have to bleep that out. Damn it. <laughs> oh God. Uh, all right. Anyway, that's all I got <laughs> boys. Thank you so much for, uh, for being a part of this this morning. It was fun. And uh, maybe we'll do this again before the season's over. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Mr. Greg. Thanks, Clog. Anytime. That's Brandon Fury and Alex Benitez uh, on this episode of the Muck and Meyer podcast. Make sure you join us live on Friday night for homecoming. Uh, pre-game will be at 6.30 p.m. in our usual spot. Uh, and uh, hopefully Cooks can go for three in a row. Thanks for watching. <laughs>